0: Welcome to the Royal Tax Podcast with your hosts, Megan Templeton, Royal Legal Solutions Consulting Attorney and Royal Legal Solutions CPA, MBA and CFO, Pete Shindley. Each week, they talk about how to take your tax and financial strategy to the next level and learn how to build and scale your real estate investing business in a way that maximizes your returns and minimizes your taxes. This is for informational use only. For direct questions, please contact us or your local tax CPA accountant.
1: Well guys, kind of rolling into that our topic today is uh conversion. This one we had touched on a couple weeks ago and we had a lot of follow-up questions so wanted to do a deeper dive for you. So Pete does have his presentation slide deck prepared for you. Now, he's going to throw a lot of information at you and it comes pretty quickly. So what I like to tell folks is let's go ahead and keep our pens and our paper right in front of us. So just as we would take notes on those people that are our breakout groups, let's take notes on this topic today, because you can also store them a location if you've got a question about this later on. Do a quick search, be able to find it Um, inside of that as you're listening. If you have questions that are top of mind for you, taking that down as a note, so you can bring it up during the Q&A is going to make sure we have the most high value Q&A we can as a group. Um, those are really informed by you. The better, the more and the better questions you can bring, the more collective knowledge we're gonna have as a group. So let's get those pins out, let's get ready.
0: And then Pete, I'm gonna hand it off to you, bud.
1: All right, thanks, Megan. I'm gonna share my presentation here, so hopefully it works. Um, so again, as Megan said today, we're gonna do a little more of a deep dive on converting a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA or a Roth soul 401k but we're really just going to give like three or four different examples just so everyone can kind of see the numbers and how it works. Uh, Sometimes for me learning visually seeing it on a chart is easier than someone talking to me about it but first um, kind of just did a three-point decision tree here for you so when to convert a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA or Roth Sol 401k. Um, First question to think about is your tax bracket. Um, and when you retire or if you are retired in a few years or just kind of planning, you want to compare what your tax bracket is today compared to what you think it will be in the future. So if you have a if you're planning on having a higher tax bracket in the future, well, you're going to want to move on to the next decision because then you're paying lower taxes a day. So a conversion would make sense because you'll pay less tax today than you would in the future. Um, if you see that your tax bracket may be higher today than when you retire or in a few years, you're probably not gonna wanna do a conversion, but you're still gonna wanna do an analysis just to make sure, because the idea is to pay as little as possible in taxes. So if you're yes on the tax bracket question, then kind of a time horizon um, when do you think you'll start making withdrawals from this Roth Soul 401k? Um, if it's five or more years, then you're probably going to want to go to the next decision tree question. Um, if it's going to be sooner than five years, um, it doesn't necessarily mean don't do the Roth conversion, but you're kind of going to want to do a deeper dive and more analysis on it. And then, kind of, the final decision tree point is a uh, tax payment. So, if you do decide to do a conversion today, you know, that will be income. And do you have money to pay the taxes on that or do you have net operating losses to offset that income that you're going to convert so you know that's kind of a bigger question and if you have any of those you're probably going to want to do the conversion from a traditional IRA to a Roth. Um, If you don't have the money to pay for the tax bill for the conversion or any offset losses you're probably not going to want to do the conversion but again, you may want to run an analysis just to make sure so. Those are kind of the three big questions I would look at when can dis- deciding whether to convert or not. So, let's say you're a yes on all three of those questions. Um, we'll we'll then start looking at examples of a conversion. So, in this first step, is Parker. He has a traditional IRA. It's worth two hundred thousand, but he also has a forty thousand in after tax contributions put in an IRA, and. He wants to convert 100,000 of it. So, in this instance, your first step is to calculate the non taxable portion of the IRA. So, that would be the money you contributed after tax, so that 40,000. So, you know, of that 200,000, 20% is pretty much a non taxable portion. So, what you're able to do then is you are converting 100,000. But 20% of that $100,000, $20,000, you don't have to worry about paying taxes on. So when you actually do the conversion of 100,000, this 80,000 is what you would be added, is, is what you'd pay taxes on. That's what would be added to your taxable income. So again, this scenario is kind of rare because most people don't do after-tax contributions, but I wanted to throw it out there as an example. So. In essence, of that 100000 he's going to have to pay taxes on 80000
0: Want more information? Join our community groups that exist to provide a space for like-minded people on a similar journey to learn, share, and network with real estate investing professionals and entrepreneurs. We meet weekly for an hour in Zoom to offer knowledge and accountability. Be sure to grab the link in our show notes.
1: Um, again, using... Parker, kind of the same facts as the previous example. But what we added on was he had a net operating loss. So this net operating loss is just a carry forward loss from his sole proprietorship that he has. So what he's able to do, as we see the first couple steps look the same, 20% of that 100,000 is not taxable, but he has a net operating loss of 70,000. So this operating loss can do a dollar for dollar reduction of your conversion. So in step four, you convert 100,000, 20,000 is not taxable. You have a $70,000 net operating loss. You actually only have to pay taxes then on $10,000. So again, this is where the analysis has to come in to where You can use all 70,000 like this example, but if you're in a lower tax bracket, maybe you use only half of the 70 this year and another half the following year. So that's kind of where you want to run the analysis. But this is an example where the net operating loss is really, really helpful. And here's another example with Sarah. She has a self employed uh, IRA, it's worth 200,000. Her spouse has $70,000 in income, and her business has a $150,000 net operating loss. And then between her spouse and her, they have about $5,000 in interest and dividend income. So the first step we want to do is calculate the total income they have this year as a, a couple. And that's the 70000 in W-2 income from the spouse, 5000 interest and dividends. So they have 80000 total. So in income, and then their net operating loss from Sarah's business is 150,000. So going down to step three, you have 80,000 in income, 150,000 in net operating loss. You actually have a $70,000 loss on the year. So what they can do is they can can convert 70,000 of this 200,000 out of the SAP IRA into a Roth IRA or into a Roth solo 401k. So they can move $70,000 tax-free and do that conversion. And then I think we have one more example. So same example as before with Sarah, but instead of a net operating loss, she has 150,000 in passive losses. So, as you'll see, there is eighty thousand in income, passive loss deduction. really, it's zero because uh, passive losses can't be they can't be used to offset active income. So in this situation, they do not have the ability to convert any of that two hundred thousand dollars IRA into a Roth IRA or Roth solo form K without paying taxes on it. So what Sarah would like, should do in this situation is if she's a real estate professional, which is what she would be here with a passive loss, she is not a real estate professional right now. What she wants to do is become a real estate professional and pass those three tests, spend half my time doing real estate activities, have 750 hours and make management decisions. Because if she's able to then take this passive loss and we can make them active by being a real estate professional, then it's back up to the previous example where they could offset $70,000 in uh, the IRA contribution, IRA uh, conversion. So kind of what this slide is showing is you wanna really try to work hard to get that real estate professional designation. So these passive losses can be losses that are active that can offset active income.
0: Thank you for listening to the show today. If you're feeling overwhelmed with taxes as they relate to your real estate business and investments, or you're unsure if you're doing your accounting correctly, fill out our five minute quiz. With the information from this quiz, you'll schedule a meeting with a Royal Legal Solutions advisor who will provide you with powerful tax saving strategies on your first call. Go to www.royallegalsolutions.com slash tax to fill it out.